Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field. Crops are just about wrapping up everywhere. Talk to the guys up at Streeter. They think they're 95% plus done on corn, pretty much done on beans. Uh, people are satisfied with their bean yields. Corn yields are uh, pretty close to last year in this situation. Um, most of the fall fertilizer has already been applied and they're at full bore at the tillage. They only got a couple tenths of rain and uh, they're still moving up there. Fred over at Donovan said they too are probably 90% plus done on corn, just a few bean fields out there. Again, they're in wet conditions yet, uh, and some of the corn left out there is probably either going to have to wait or it's going to be rutted out uh, in itself. And again, they're in that area where depending on how much water damage you got, whether you're disappointed in your yields or whether you're excited. But the, again, the uh, fall anhydrous is going on there as well and report of some double crop beans in that 50 to 60 bushel range. Hearing some strong double crop beans out there at Sal. Richie Grain, about 90, 95% done on corn. A few bean fields out, but not too much. Uh, beans are a little less than last year, but corn may be as good or better than last year itself. Um, corn moisture's hanging in that 18 to 20% range. Slip over to uh, Livingston County working with the guys up there at uh, Trainer Grain. And again, about 95% done with corn. Beans are pretty much out. We did harvest one of the, probably the highest yielding May 31st planted plot that I've seen in my career up there last week. Um, we were taking out 20 inch row corn and averaging in that upper 270s to 280s. Large stretches of the field were north of 300 bushel. Again, planted May 31st. I've never seen that before, and that was pretty, uh, pretty impressive as well. One of the things that has uh, come across in conversations with three or four people in this last week is the corn that's still left out there is not drying down. Uh, one grower said it was 21% on Monday and 20%, uh, 21% the following Monday. Uh, in a couple of situations, corn that was at 18% with the rain and the moisture that we've had actually gained a percent or two. And guys are frustrated waiting for this corn to come down uh, so they don't have to pay the drying cost. Um, unfortunately, I'm afraid you're going to have to bite the bullet. If you're looking for 20, 21% corn this time of year to dry down to 15 or 16, you better set your sights on March, maybe April. So it's a scenario where I know earlier this year when we talked about the late start and the cool August that we're going to push these maturities back and we had to plan on drying some corn and maybe being at it till Thanksgiving. Well, Thanksgiving's here and we're going to have to dry this corn to get it out. Now, I realize the drying cost is not in the budget, but 40, 60, 70 bushel on the ground is a real hassle. So a situation where let's not let this last of this crop get away from us. Uh, let's go out there and get it picked and dry it down. The other conversation that come about is guys saying, I'm thinking about switching genetics, finding something that dries down faster for me. Guys, remember, this is not a hybrid issue. This is planting, in some cases, 30 days late. This is a cool uh, August, part of September. So it was a slow and drawed out grain fill. Uh, in some cases, that was a blessing because we didn't have water to have a fast grain fill. But taking a proven hybrid and throw it out of your lineup because it didn't dry down in a year like this, when your neighbor may have planted that same hybrid uh, 30 days earlier and it was his driest corn. So be careful of decisions you make. And a lot of times those hybrids that were slow to finish are also our big yielders. 
So be careful about throwing a hybrid out just because of dry down this year, if it's dried down for you timely the last three or four years. So a situation where you've got to think about that process. Um, and it's a lot of cases, it's not the hybrid fault as much as it is the season that we're working with and uh, how we uh, finished in the fall itself. Crews are out hard uh, on the soil testing. Uh, and so don't forget to call in those fields uh, as you're working with them at South. Most of the um, state now is, is approached the, uh, at least two thirds of the state is uh, reaching the 50 degree soil temperature in bare soil. Probably by next week, we'll see two thirds of the state below that itself. While some areas are actually abnormally, or some areas are wet, uh, which is slowing down harvest and tillage, a big portion of this state now is in what we call abnormally dry. There's a lot of drainage ditches and creeks that aren't running. And this is causing some sealing issues with the anhydrous ammonia that's going on. Our testing crew, as well as myself, have witnessed some of these fields. When you're driving by at 60 mile an hour, uh, by a field and you have to catch your breath, breath because the ammonia smell is too strong. Boys, it's not sealing. You should be able to put your sniffer six inches above that knife mark seconds after the toolbar goes through and not smell ammonia. And again, if you can smell it in a pickup with the windows closed going by the field, it's not sealing. And don't keep going. In that case, figure out how to readjust the machine to get that seal only good thing about ammonia gassing off is that it doesn't end up in your tile line. NSERV will not prevent volatility, it only prevents denitrification. So make sure you aren't gassing it off. You should be able to walk alongside that toolbar without having any breathing issues if you're sealing good. So a situation where uh, come across that three or four times already and it's a loss that's hard to document and figure out how much actually left. But if you can smell it, the loss is pretty strong. Katie put out the call um, for yield data and said she's impressed with the flow of data coming in, so keep that up. Remember, if you want that data scaled to actual yields, we need to know that before we build your maps. So please be clear on this when you send in the data. If you're still waiting for scale tickets or reports to come back, then make sure that we put that on hold until you get those. Don't tell us you want it scaled after we went all the work to print the map. So appreciate your, your uh, attention to that. The plot crew, uh, as well as myself, are headed to the timber this weekend to see what we can do about the uh, overcrowding of deer. So we're going to do our part to try to keep the deer population down. I, I know I know it's a tough job and somebody's got to do it, but, but that's the kind of people we are here at Crop Tech. We'll take on those tough jobs. I know many of you will be joining us in the timber, so we're wishing you safe and successful shooting. For the rest of you, don't forget to duck. I mean, keep her safe, keep her moving.